Welcome, welcome to another edition of Sean's Workshop. This is episode number 88, and I'm coming at you live from Los Angeles, California. Today, on uh, Saturday, June 2nd, 2018, I'm going to be covering the breaking news in sports. Uh, I'm going to be reporting it, as well as giving my take on each story or topic. I'm also going to be covering the results of the Los Angeles sports teams and the 2018 French Open. So, the first thing that I'm going to be uh, reporting has to do with NBA basketball. Jason Kidd will reportedly interview for the Detroit Pistons' vacant head coaching position on Saturday, today, according to Jordan Schultz of Yahoo Sports. Kidd spent the past three seasons as the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, but he was fired 45 games into the 2017-18 season after a 23-22 start. Detroit is in search of a new head coach after parting ways with Stan Van Gundy in May. In four seasons under Van Gundy, the Pistons went 152-176 and with one playoff appearance. They finished a disappointing 39-43 and last season. Kidd's rumored interview also comes on the heels of general manager Jeff Bauer leaving the organization on Friday. The 45-year-old kid has five years of NBA coaching experience with the Brooklyn Nets and Bucks. Overall, he is 183 and 190 with three playoff appearances. His only playoff series win came in 2013-14, his lone season with the Nets. Kidd is a part of the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2018, thanks to a playing career that included 10 All-Star appearances and one championship. He is a second, he's second all-time in assists behind only Utah Jazz great John Stockton. On Friday, the, the Detroit Free Press named the University of Michigan head coach John uh, Balian, former Tor- Toronto Raptors head coach Dwayne Casey, TNT NBA analyst Kenny Smith, Miami Heat assistant Juwan Howard, Raptors assistant Nick Nurse, and San Antonio Spurs assistant Ime Udoka as the Pistons' top head coaching candidate. Should Kidd get the job, he will have a chance to mentor several talented young players, including Andre Drummond and Stanley Johnson, and veterans such as Blake Griffin and Reggie Jackson. So I think that this would be a good move. Uh, I think this would be a good move for the Pistons and for Kidd, you know, mutually. So now another NBA story that has to do with the uh, the finals. Uh, Golden State Warriors star Klay Thompson expects to play in Game 2 of the 2018 NBA Finals on Sunday against the Cleveland Cavaliers despite a high left ankle sprain, Yahoo Sports' Shams Cherania reported Saturday. According to Cherania, Thompson is receiving treatment around the clock on his injured ankle. Warriors point guard Stephen Curry told reporters Saturday that, Saturday that Thompson was limited during the team's practice, but, he, but that he believes the four-time All-Star will be on the floor in Game 2 per NBA TV. Thompson exited Golden State's 124-114 overtime victory in Game 1 following a collision with Cavs swingman J.R. Smith in the first quarter. Smith inadvertently fell onto Thompson's left leg, leaving many to worry he, he may have seriously injured his knee. Instead, Thompson returned shortly thereafter and finished with 24 points on 8 of 16 shooting, including, include, including uh, hitting 5 of 10 attempts from beyond the arc. Although Cleveland pushed Golden State to overtime and may have won in regulation, were it not for a last-second blunder by Smith, the Warriors opened as 12-point favorites in Game 2, according to Oddshark. Golden State uh, would likely have enough to beat Cleveland if Thompson misses the game, but his presence in the lineup would only increase the Warriors' chances of taking a commanding 2-0 series lead. So that's that, and uh, respect to Thompson for playing through the injury. So now switching gears to soccer. Uh, Real Madrid forward Cristiano Ronaldo reportedly advised his teammates um, he would leaving he would be leaving the club weeks before the UEFA Champions League final. According to Jose Felix Diaz of Marca, Ronaldo had made it clear he was seeking a new challenge after the game in Kiev, in which Madrid beat Liverpool 3-1 to secure their third Champions League triumph in a row. Quote, Zinedine Zidane's exit means Ronaldo's potential departure has taken a backseat for the time being, but it is still an issue and some of his teammates consider that, consider that he has already played his last match in the white of Real Madrid, Diaz noted. 
Those in the club's hierarchy, meanwhile, are calmer about the situation, even if they're also ang angry at his attitude. In the aftermath of the game against Liverpool, the Portugal international made comments that suggested he wasn't content with life in the Spanish capital, saying, quote, in the next few days, I'll give an answer to the fans. He told uh, B in Sport, it was beautiful to be at Real Madrid. The future of any Madrid player is not important. We have just made history. Ronaldo may not have scored in the final against Liverpool, but he remains a crucial player for Los Blancos. As these numbers from uh, up to Jose, Jose show, he's deadly in front of the goal. Uh, even at 33 years old, there aren't many signs of him slowing down either. After Zidane's exit from the manager's seat, Real Madrid will surely want to keep their, uh, their best player around. If they are dead set on having Ronaldo at the club next season, then there's little the player will be able to do. The Portugal international is tied to a long-term contract at the, San at the Santiago Bernabeu, and Diaz wrote the forward's release clause, stands at 870 million euros. While it's difficult to see any side playing that, paying that kind of money for Ronaldo, it's also unlikely many teams would be able to afford Real's defense for arguably the greatest player. After all, at 33, it's questionable just how long Ronaldo has left at the top level. As Samuel Luckers of the Manchester Evening News noted, it's clear Madrid and plenty of Mad uh, people from Madrid are keen to see Ronaldo stick around too. The adulation of, for Ronaldo is understandable. Not only has he won the Champions League on four occasions with Madrid, but he's also the team's all-time record goal scorer. From a business perspective, taking a huge uh, fee for a player nearing the twilight of his, of his career may make sense for Madrid, especially if Ronaldo does want to go. But those in charge at the Santiago Bernabeu will be wary of letting an icon of the modern game leave. After all, even with all the money in the world, Ronaldo would almost be impossible to replace. So now switching gears back to the NBA and the finals. Uh, J.R. Smith left everyone at a loss for words with his blunder at the end of regulation in Game 1 of the 2018 NBA Finals versus the Golden State Warriors, um, which was a 124-114 to 114 overtime loss for the Cavs. As it turns out, even he has a hard time fathoming what transpired. After initially claiming Thursday night that he knew the game was tied, Smith admitted Saturday he's not quite sure what his thought process was. Uh, quote, after thinking about uh, after thinking about a lot the last 24 hours, I, can, I can't say I was sure of anything at that point. With the score tied 107-107 and 4.7 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, Cavaliers point guard George Hill was at the line with a chance to give his team the lead and possibly the game. However, he wound up missing the free throw with Smith grabbing the rebound. Then one of the most bizarre plays in NBA history unfolded. Cameras appeared to catch Smith telling LeBron James right after that he right after that he thought the Cavs were winning. They were not, thus leading to overtime. Golden State outscored Cleveland 17-7 in the extra session, grabbing the first game of the series in the process. And while Hill was the one who missed the go-ahead free throw, it was Smith who faced the, scru the most scrutiny in the aftermath of the heartbreaking loss. After the game, the 32-year-old shooting guard attempted to explain his way out of the mess. That didn't quite match the footage of his on-court encounter with James. Now Smith has at least has at least owned up to perhaps not knowing the situation. James revealed Saturday that, Saturday that, that Smith took the game one loss, quote, as hard as anybody. However, the four-time NBA MVP knows his veteran teammate can bounce back. There's no guarantee the Cavs would, would have won if they had gotten a shot up, but if they, if they go on to lose the series, all of Cleveland will be uh, left wondering what if. Game two tips off at Oracle Arena on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So that's that. Uh, just It's unfortunate you know, that he's getting a lot of hate for this, but it is what it is. Uh, so now switching gears to the NHL, results of the Stanley Cup Final. Alexander Ovechkin waited 13 years to play a Stanley Cup Final game at home. On Saturday, he finally got the chance, and he delivered. Playing in front of a, of a frenzied crowd at Capital One Arena, Ovechkin set the tone with seemingly boundless energy and led the Washington Capitals to a 3-1 Game 3 win over the Vegas Golden Knights. The Capitals own a 2-1 series lead. 
This is also the first home victory for a Washington, D.C.-based sports team in the championship round since May 20th, 1979, when the Washington Bullets uh, beat the Seattle Supersonics. Ovechkin burst out at the gate with eight uh, first-period shots, and although none of those uh, none, none of those sh uh, shots found the back of the net, it felt like a matter of when, not if, he would beat Marc-Andre Fleury. As it turns out, that moment came 70 seconds into the second period, following a, a pretty frantic frantic scramble that included a series of sensational stops by the Golden Knights goaltender, Ovechkin pounced on a loose puck and opened the scoring with some acrobatics. That tally represented Ovechkin's 14th of the postseason, tying in with John Drews for the franchise record and his activity around the net, provided Washington with a major spark. Um, Evgeny Kuznetsov, who left Game 2 with an upper body injury, followed suit a shade under 12 minutes later, capitalizing on an odd man rush with a pinpoint snipe pass flurry to give the Caps a 2-0 lead. Not only, the, not only did the Capitals channel Ovechkin's aggression and finish with the 26-22 edge in shots on goal, but their defense also looked as sharp as it has all postseason, which blocked shots with block with blocked shots galore and disciplined uh, denials of transition scoring opportunities. Perhaps the only lapse came courtesy of Capitals goaltender Braden Holtby, who committed a series blunder uh, 3 minutes and 29 seconds into the third period when he tried to play the puck back in front of his own net, which gifted Thomas Nosek a yawning cage to draw the Golden Knights within one goal. Otherwise, Holtby was stellar as he logged 21 saves following a stout showing in Game 2. With their goalie standing tall, the Capitals seized the big opportunity late and sealed things when Devontae Smith-Pelly registered his fifth goal of the playoffs following a brutal uh, turnover by Shea, Shea Theodore. Now firing on all cylinders, Washington is, Washington is two wins away from its first Stanley Cup. The Caps will have a chance to grab a commanding 3-1 series lead when the puck drops in the nation's capital on Monday night. So this was a huge win for Washington, and I hope Washington uh, wins the series. So, um, one, uh, last, one last story here. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers superstar LeBron James didn't downplay the emotional significance of his team's 10-point loss to the Warriors in Game 1. James told reporters Saturday the result was one of the, quote, toughest losses of his career, but added he, quote, feels excited about the opportunity to be better, be great, over the rest of the series, per the undefeated's Mark J. Spears. In a moment that has been uh, widely mocked through our social media, you know, J.R. Smith with with this whole uh, thing. Uh, that was just crazy. So, um, and um, yeah, it's just, just very strange, that whole situation. So now another uh, NBA final story. Shortly after the Cavs, after Cavs center uh, Tristan Thompson was ejected from game one of the NBA finals on Thursday, he gestured toward Draymond Green and told the Golden State Warriors forward to meet him outside. On Saturday, Green explained he would be happy to oblige once a champion is crowned. Quote, I can't meet him outside of the arena because I'll still get fined, Green said, per USA Today's Sam Amick, but I can meet him in the streets any day. So you can say that somebody should meet you at the bus, but I'm not going. I'm going to keep taking care of my family. I'm not going to meet you at the bus. He continued, quote, but you know, in the summers, you can meet anybody anywhere. So all that, meet me outside, meet me at the bus. Like I ain't interested in giving up no money for that. But if you want to see me somewhere else, that's fine. Anytime. Green and Thompson engaged in their spat moments after the Cavs' big man was assessed a flagrant two foul and tossed for elbowing Warriors guard Sean Livingston. Thompson, Thompson proceeded to shove the ball in, in Green's face as tension boiled over. The league office reviewed the incident and fined Thompson $25,000. However, he will, he will be available for game two. Quote, I don't want nobody to get suspended, Green said. That does, not, that does nothing for us or for me. I'm happy he only got a $25,000 fine. I maybe would have gotten suspended, but ain't nobody else me, so I really don't care about that. Those two will undoubtedly have some more words from one another when Gabe 2 tips off on Sunday night. Uh, so that's all I have for the breaking news in sports. Now we're going to be covering the Los Angeles sports teams, starting with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers played the, Colo the, the Colorado Rockies today, the final game of their series. 
or excuse me, the second game of their series. The Dodgers won by a score of 12-4 to in a blowout. Uh, so the Dodgers uh, keep winning. And uh, the Dodgers' next game is tomorrow at 12.10 p.m. Pacific, 3.10 uh, p.m. Eastern against the same Rockies as they look to sweep the Rockies. Broadcasted locally on Sportsnet LA. So the Dodgers now improved to 28-30, and 30, and the Rockies fall to 30-28. and 28. So that's huge. Now the Angels, on the other hand, uh, the Angels played the Texas Rangers today, I believe. And the the Texas Rangers uh, took that game three to two. So uh, the Angels will look to take two of the, two of the three games uh, tomorrow at one o seven p.m. Pacific, four o seven p.m. Eastern, as they look to win the series. Uh, so the Angels now fall to thirty one and twenty eight, and the Rangers improved to twenty five and thirty six. And the game tomorrow will be broadcasted locally on Fox Sports West. Now taking a look at the MLB standings, the Dodgers are tied with the San Francisco Giants for third place. Uh, two games behind the Rockies for uh, second place, and two and a half games behind the Diamondbacks for first place. So the uh, second place Rockies and third place Giants are four and six in their last ten. The first place Diamondbacks are five and five in their last ten. The, the last place Padres are six and four in their last ten, and the fourth place Dodgers are seven and three in their last ten. So that's pretty awesome. I hope the Dodgers keep winning. Only you know they were like eight games out of the out of the first place earlier this season, and now they're only two and a half games behind. So that's pretty cool. The Angels, on the other hand, in the AL West, they are five and a half, five and a half games behind the Astros and Mariners for first place, and the Astros and Mariners are tied for first place. And at the same time, they're only a game ahead of the Athletics, holding on a third place. So the uh, third place Angels are four and six in their last ten. The second place Astros, fourth place Athletics, and fifth place Rangers are five and five in their last ten. And the first place Mariners are seven and three in their last ten. So that's all we have for the breaking news of sports. Now we're going to be covering the. I mean, sorry. I don't know why I just said that. Uh, now we're going to be covering the LA Galaxy. They played the Portland Timbers yesterday. Uh, and it was a 1-1 draw. So although it was a draw, it was a, a big win, a big result for the Galaxy since they it was in Portland, Oregon. And they snapped Portland's six-game winning streak with a draw. So um, that's that. And now LAFC, they uh, played FC Dallas. And FC Dallas won 2-1. So um, that's that. Now taking a look at the MLS standings. The Galaxy are in 8th place, oh, oh, and the LAFC are in 4th place, but the Galaxy are only 4 points behind 4th place LAFC. So now, the, the Galaxy's next game in the MLS is going to be on Saturday, June 9th at 7.30pm Pacific, 10.30pm Eastern against Real Salt Lake. And LAFC's next game in the MLS is... um. It's going to be on also on Saturday, June 9th, and also at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, 10.30 p.m. Eastern. But instead of the Real Salt Lake, they're going to be playing the San Jose Earthquakes. So that's all we have for the Los Angeles sports teams. Now covering the 2018 French Open to close out this uh, fun-sized episode of Sean Sports Show, starting with women's singles. Um, unseeded American player Serena Williams beat uh, Julia Georgis, the number 11 seed from Germany, 6-3, 6-4. The number 12 seed from Germany, Angelique Kerber, beat the number 18 seed from Netherlands, Kiki Burden, 7-6-7-6. The number 7 seed from France, Caroline Garcia, beat Begu from Romania, 6-1-6-3. The number 1 seed from Romania, Simona Halep, beat unseeded German player Petkovic, 7-5-6-0. The number, seven, the, excuse me, the number 16 seed from Belgium, Elise Mertens, uh, beat the number 24 seed from Australia, Daria Gavrilova, 6-3-6-1. The 28th seed from uh, Russia, Maria Sharapova, beat 
Carolina Pliskova 6-2-6-1. In an upset, unseeded Ukrainian player Tsurenko beat the 19th seed Ribarikova from uh, Slovakia 6-2-6-4. The 3 seed from Spain, Garbin G- G- uh, Muguruza, beat Samantha Stoser from Australia, unseeded 6-0-6-2. In a very close match, number 10 seed from the USA, Sloane Stevens, beat Georgi from Italy 4-6-6-1-8-6. And in an upset, the number 25 seed from Estonia, and it Contivate beat uh, the eight seed from Czech Republic, Petra Kvitova, 7-6, 7-6. So now switching uh, gears to men's singles. The number nine seed from the USA, John Isner, beat uh, Herbert from France, 7-6, 6-4, 7-6. The number five seed from uh, Argentina beat the number 31 seed from Spain, Ramos Vignolas, 7-5, 6 The number three seed from Croatia beat... Uh, from Number three seed from Croatia, Marian Cilic, beat unseeded American player Johnson... Six three six two six four. The number one seed from Spain, Rafael Nadal, beat the twenty seven seed from France, Richard Gasquet. Six three six two six two. The number eleven seed from Argentina, Diego Schwartzman, beat unseeded Croatian player Borna Chorich. Seven five six three six three. The number six seed from South Africa, Kevin Anderson, beat unseeded German player Misha Zverev. Uh, six one six seven six three seven six. Marier, unseeded from Germany, beat Zop, unseeded from Estonia. Six two six one six four. And in a bit of an upset, the 18th seed from Italy, Fabio Fognini, beat the 16th seed from Britain, Kyle Edmonds, 6-3-4-6-3-6-6-4-6-4, in a five-set marathon. Now switching gears to women's doubles. Um, the three seeds, Klepac from Slovenia and Martina Sanchez from Spain, beat unseated, uh, an unseeded team of Begu from Romania and Wang from China, 6-3-7-5. The two seeds, Hlavashkova from Czech Republic and Stritsova from Czech Republic, beat Stoser from Australia and Pavlichenkova from Russia, 3-6-6-3-6-4. The one seeds, Mladenovic from France and Babos from Hungary, beat Hibino from Japan and uh, Kalashnikova from Georgia, 6-1-6-3. The six seeds, Sinyakova from Czech Republic and Krzyzikova from Czech Republic, uh, beat Maria from Germany and Watson from Great Britain, 6-1-2-6-7-5. The five seeds, Dabrowski from Canada and Zhu from China, beat Widhoft from Germany and Christian from the USA, 6-2-6-2. In an upset, Bara from uh, Romania and Buzernescu from Romania, beat Chan from Chinese Taipei and Bethany Maddox-Sands from the USA, who were the four seeds, 2-6-6-3-6-3. Hazumi from Japan and Ninomiya from Japan beat Atawa from the USA and Gronfield from Germany, 2-6-6-2-6-0. King from the USA and Brady from the USA beat Bandarenko from Ukraine and Krunic from uh, uh, from Serbia, 5-7-6-3-6-3. And now finally, uh, women's, excuse me, now finally men's doubles. Um, the In a, in an upset, Bopana from Spain, excuse me, Bopana from India and Roger Vaslin from France, the 13 seeds, beat uh, Kubat and Melo, the 1 seeds, 6-4-7-6 in a huge upset. Piers from Australia and Continent from Finland. The three seeds beat Seppi from Italy and Bracciali from Italy, 7-6-6-4. Um, the eight seeds, Peja from, Peja from Austria and Mektic from Croatia beat Venus from Australia and Clausen from South Africa, the ten seeds, 7-6-7-6. Seven, six, seven, six. Um, Mark Lopez from Spain and Feliciano, Feliciano Lopez from Spain, the twelve seeds, beat Lucas Mayer from Argentina and Jason Sousa from Portugal, 6-3-6-3. Six, three, six, three. So that's all I have for this episode of Sean Sports Show. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys on episode number 89. Thanks.